Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're currently listening to the free version of Let Me Talk. If you want longer, ad-free episodes, even earlier, head to lmtpod.com to find out how you subscribe. Let me talk! Let me talk! Let me talk! An afternoon stroll past Huddersfield in the FA Cup might have been just what the doctor ordered on third round weekend, but there's not exactly a huge number of stories for a podcast on the evening of the game. Don't let that put you off, though, because there is one major story to talk about. It's never bothered us before, either. This is Let Me Talk. I'm David Mooney. With me is the Athletic City correspondent, Sam Lee. Hello. Hello. I do worry that we're not running out of stuff to talk about, but, you know, <laughs> more shows more shows than we ever did last time when it was Why Always Us, because we just did one a week, and now it's like, yep. It's us two talking about Nunes again. Um, but here we know. But I mean, the good thing about this one in particular, well, I mean, I'd like to think they're all still good. And thank you, everyone, for still continuing to listen. But um, yeah, De Bruyne in particular. Yeah, that's the story, nice. isn't it? Yeah. Mm, it really yeah. is. Um, but again, like I like other people after the game said, oh, there wasn't much else to talk about. I was like, well, there was enough. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was loads of, there was loads of people, like loads of like academy kids on by the end, like, like one in particular that like nobody's ever heard of, and like yeah, it was, it was good. Shame, it's a shame it wasn't ten for the like just the narrative, yeah, shit away fan banter, and in particular, but yeah, um, yeah, loads to talk about. So let's it, talk about it. In many ways, it is a shame it wasn't ten because I mean we have listeners who will correct me immediately on this if I'm wrong, um, but uh, I am almost fairly sure. That City were the last team to score ten um, in uh, last English team to score ten in a in, in, right. in a game, um, and it was against Huddersfield. It, it would so, be disrespectful yeah. now, though, wouldn't it? It would be. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, it'd bookend the uh, the non-scoring ten era quite nicely if it was uh, City twice against Huddersfield, wouldn't it? Yeah, it really would have. Um, and that again, that was talking about shit away fan banter. It was where were you? Where you were shit and. The City fans were seeing scoring ten because for scoring ten when <laughs> when we were shit and initially I was like, what 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 are the, what are these words like this is this is a new song I haven't heard and then I clicked I was like yeah. that 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 but that's just perfectly deployed isn't it it's like yeah. Huddersfield you 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 are not allowed to you're not allowed to sing that yeah of um, all the teams because it yeah. will come back on you more than than anybody else yeah. Yeah, and I mean, in terms of an afternoon as well, you've kind of highlighted it already, but it, it couldn't really have gone better, could it? Because, I mean, you look at all the key points. Comfortable win, rest for some key players, 
other key players got back from injury and got some good minutes on the pitch, and then some youngsters got a chance as well. Yeah, um, and also, I mean, in, in terms of it, you know, we're, we're talking about a 5 0 win here, plenty to talk about. I mean, at the start, it was a difficult game, wasn't it? Mm. Like, it, and I mean, Guardiola talks about this, we'll hear it in some of the clips, and, you know, there was the, come on, City, you know, the, the kind of the more impatient chance you know there was on twitter there was the the move the ball quicker that kind of stuff and it's like i know they're a division below and i know city are really good but when there's literally just nine men in and around the box plus the striker who's what 25 yards from his own goal it's not space jam like that's not you know that difference in quality is not so big that it suddenly makes it easier just to find spaces you know I tweeted this, but when Guardiola said after the Sheffield United game, when the game's that compact, when the the opposition are sitting so deep, you know, the, you can you can put crosses in, but he says we haven't got um, we haven't got Haaland, we haven't got Gundogan, so you got to play in the pockets. But there was no pockets either; there was no space to work in. Um, and then when Akanji got injured, they had to make the change. And then Lewis was the furthest player wide on the right, so when they switched the ball to him, like he just got the ball to feet and. You're basically looking for somebody to make that underlapping run, but before it was Bob, and at least Bob can he can come inside on his left. He could get to the byline. He can make the pass as well. He's got different options. So when Lewis went wider, it was like, well, they've got even fewer ways to to break down this kind of lowest of low, so compact blocks. Um, but again, you know, in terms of that space space jam analogy, that there was enough quality. You know, as soon as that ball dropped in the box, Ferdinand and went, oh, okay, I'm going to score in the the far the far side of the net from this awkward angle and there was a quality and then again they managed to create that opportunity on the right to to cut it back for for the second goal and again speaking about Foden before we go on to De Bruyne the way he got that ball into feet from Nunes and you could just see it in real time he was waiting and waiting and waiting for Nunes to get in exactly the right moment to then play the pass that was great and Nunes's part of it was great Lewis probably should have scored with it himself Um, but Alvarez again just talking about that quality just to be there and they were the goals then that were like okay this is this will be all right now and then you think after half time I was saying to a mate it should open up and he was like well it won't open up will it and I was like well at the very least they won't defend with the same tenacity with those nine men around the box like you're just a bit more disheartened there's less to hold on for but but we did see you know the whole there was much more space between their lines, wasn't it? In the second half, it didn't feel like the drudgery of that first thirty yeah. minutes. But I think I, again, I it's think, not really a city issue. It was just a horrible game to to be part of, and to be fair, to watch. Yeah, I think the I think the entire second half um, there was a couple of factors in it, but obviously, you know, Huddersfield get more tired. Um, like you say, there's there's less to hang on to, um, and it's not even that old that old sense of. Um, like back in the day when when it was Mancini's city and when it was Pellegrini's city, the early days of the takeover where City were really good, you'd you'd often have teams sit back and and try and hold out, and then City would score, and the argument would be, oh well, now they have to open up a bit because they're going to have to come at us to try and get something from us, and it was like even at two 0 Huddersfield are not not going to come and try and get back into this game because they're they're probably not going to do it. Um, ultimately what will happen is the game will get stretched because they'll get tired they'll start making a few more mistakes and that's ultimately what happened and then you bring when you bring like Doku and, and De Bruyne off the bench it just yeah. it, it just it just took the game away from them and that's like that that's I mean like, should we talk about De Bruyne because that's that's the headline um story of 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 what uh, of what's happened from the game um 
obviously he went for that little jog down uh, the the touchline against Sheffield United and that was as far as his involvement was ever really going to realistically be. I was a little surprised he came on as early as he did, you know. Yes, same. Um, and like, I was just worried more than anything. Yeah, I suppose, I think to be fair, I think that's relatable. I think other people will say that as well. It's a bit of a kind of wet flannel thing to say, especially, you know, in the first half, because to be fair, they only made two bad tackles, but I suppose two is... <laughs> two is quite a lot but two is two more the than there should half, be really yeah. what I wanted to say really but I was, I was trying to do it in like a like a kind of friendly Twitter way but like I was it irked me a bit in the first half how when City had the bad tackles nobody went in and I like pushed the guy and was like fuck off what are you doing and like it's like when when Lewis got um kind of got elbowed in the head by Matos just before he nailed a kanji and took him out of the game when Matos went down the wing and Nunes like Nunes has bounced off him a couple of times, but then he won the ball back and then Matos like charged it down and he went out for a goal kick. He kind of put his arm around Lewis and I'm like, surely if you Lewis is like get the fuck off, like yeah. just elbow me in the head. So I was I was just a bit like where City need to kind of but that's the thing is I suppose you don't need to match that do you? It's that it's that classic don't go down to their level kind of thing and I, I guess City did well with that. But again, I tweeted it, but when um gomez got clattered and it was like it was it wasn't like it wasn't the worst tackle ever but i think you could tell there was a bit of i'm going to leave a bit on you and cover just turned away as if to say well that was bad as well if you think it's bad go and push the guy um that's interesting because because having watched that gomez one on tv i thought they were both trying to leave a bit on each other anyway I thought Gomez went Maybe. into that like as it went into that in a way that when I'm not going to lose this challenge, you might get the ball, you might get to the ball first, but I am getting something here. Uh, possibly, possibly. Um, maybe that's the case. But I was, I was thinking like it's not a good game to bring on guys coming back from injury. But then I did mm. think, you know, I actually said on Twitter, you know, De Bruyne and Doku, it's not a good game for them. But you think, well, who would you bring on? Because if if you're worried about them getting nailed, getting their ankle rolled or something like a kanji, then who would you bring on for that? You wouldn't. And <laughs> then you the, think, well, who's the it, cannon fodder? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then it's like, well, if you're worried about their muscles, that's not like how the Huddersfield players are or aren't tackling. Eminent tackling, if we're going to do a, <laughs> a, a brief traitor's <laughs> reference. Um, then I hope people get that. But then, like the, the muscle injuries aren't a thing anyway. But anyway, to go back, yeah, like because the thing with De Bruyne, obviously, and he he talked about this, but. Well, in fact, it's all embargoed, Christ. Um, but when he came back, obviously, after going off in the Champions League final, came back, went off against Burnley, and you just think, don't get injured again. And I'm sure everybody was was thinking similarly to that. And mm. and yeah, like the, the clips we've got from Guardiola, they cover a lot of different things in that sense. But it's just for the next two or three weeks. And look, we will. Like, we can and we will. And it's perfectly normal to talk about how is he going to fit in? What's the team going to look like? What con- contribution can he make? But it's like, at the moment, it isn't just a case of, well, he's back now. He's played 30 minutes here. And I was surprised he played as much as 30. So against Newcastle, he's going to get what? An hour, half hour? You know what You know what I mean? Like It's not yeah, yeah. It's at not, the moment it, a case it, of, okay, well, then he's going to play against half against Newcastle. Then he's going to play a full game in the fourth round. And then he's going to play against Burnley. Like, it's just a little bit what I'll say. more detailed than that 
Yeah, what I'll say is uh, before like, we'll get into it shortly, but it, it kind of reminds me of. Um, do you remember how you wished Pellegrini had managed Company's return from injury in fifteen sixteen in that Champions League <laughs> yeah. uh, run, where Company was he, he was injured, injured, injured for like a season and a half. And then he comes back and plays ninety minutes, ninety minutes, ninety minutes, ninety minutes. Oh, he's pulled up again, and it's just like you can't, like you can't do that. You can't just just go. Oh well, well they've, they've built him in, so he's he's ready to go again. Um, and you can tell, I think, from what Guardiola says that they're they're very, very, very aware of of, of kind of what he can do and what he can't do. Um, so let's have a listen to him. Uh, yeah, let's do it. Guardiola spoke uh, about the injuries on Friday. Uh, we'll talk, we'll hear about that first. This uh, was uh, your question, Sam. If uh, Kevin De Bruyne would have to play differently in a different way because of the injuries he's had, that's where we start. I would love to play the way he played the last eight years he has with me. I would love it. So. I think he's not going to change. His quality is there, his potential. But of course, it's an injury, a big one. And try to what I'm concerned the most is the fact that try to avoid it. You know, to be reincident in, in this injury. This is what to be careful for the minutes in the first because enthusiasm in the first minute is, wow, I want to play and play today. And but <sighs> have to be careful just on that. I have to speak with him especially, but not especially with him, but especially with the physios, doctors. And the guys who knows exactly what is the best process and the minutes exactly and and what 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 Kevin needs or every player for the long injuries is accumulate weeks in training sessions weeks and weeks and weeks and minutes weeks and minutes not meta step backs step backs that is will be the worst from from Kevin or Jeremy or Erling that have been oh well, that is the most important is good. He can train four, five, six training sessions in a row, play minutes in a game, and after four, five more training sessions, minutes again, one day 90 minutes, another day 50, and training good in Abu Dhabi, that is the best can happen right now from Kevin. What's, what's the risk with an injury like this? Because I think we know after a knee injury, players are training, they might get muscle injuries after that. So when it's a muscle injury that you need surgery on, what are the types of risks I think strong the muscle and flexible and and that that's why you have a athletic people and physios to, to try to handle it I'm not a doctor or physio so I don't know but I guess so it's a question of accumulate timing timing of training session this is the most important thing than play 90 minutes and 80 minutes and 90 minutes if we do that right now he's going to get injured again so has to be even his feeling you know how he feels you know, how he recovered for the big action, how he recovered. So it's a long time. Didn't make a precision. Three months, he's so fresh. He's so having crowd desire. But in the other point, you have to be careful. Kevin comes back to his absolute best. If that occurs, what can he do for your team in the, in the second half of the season? I think it will be good. So with Kevin playing his best level. Now I don't ask to Kevin to play his level. It's not to, to be calm and play good minutes and... You know, do the the principles they have to do, and the rest will come. We cannot force him, and or a player with a long injury, this kind of situation. I think, from my experience, I was a football player. It happened again, quite similar. I was one year with a hamstring problems, and when you come back, you need time. It's not okay. You play; it's the best Kevin. So have to be relaxed. Enjoy the minutes he's going to play. Try to win the games. Help us to win the games. Kevin maybe in 20 minutes can help us more right now than 90 minutes and and after he his body will dictate how much you know minutes more can get 
So that was Guardiola on Friday. Um, he was then, of course, after the game uh, on Sunday, asked about it again, um, given De Bruyne had played half an hour or so. And this is what he said. He played a really good minute, so really one. So we thought it was better to play the second half in the beginning where the game is more tight. Tighter and, and the spaces, it was so difficult to find because the defence so deep, so, so deep and, and really well organised, compact. You have to break the game. We did it and second half is a little bit more spaces. You play more in another intention. So, yeah, it was really, really good. And now, what I said before, yesterday, the day before in the press conference, he needs to accumulate training session, training session, training session, more than games. Still... I think it's not for 90 minutes, but uh, now Newcastle have another chance and after you have two weeks to make a good trainings here in Abu Dhabi and to the second part of the season. So, But we are incredible to light his back because help, Kevin helps to win games. So, And there are few in the world. So I'm not saying play better. I'm not saying that we can play good, you know, in terms of football-wise and everything, but win games Kevin Holland these guys win games Phil Julian and that's why it's so important to have him back for a long injury and really please how I'm pretty sure Phil uh, Kevin felt the last game it happened today again how the people love him how the people is in love with him and will be eternal this mutual respect will be forever you have a player like Kevin who is that good and he's been out for so long how much, how how positive can that be for the rest of the squad to have him back to give him, give them a bit more of a an oomph? Listen, Kevin is not going to solve the problems that we have. He's not going to do big victories if we are not all together. Kevin helps us in his talent, but we need how today Ruben and Josco defend in the high line and many things that uh, we are getting better. So we'll do it together. I don't want to put... I know he can handle the pressure, but I don't want to hold the pressure in Kevin's shoulders because it's not fair for him. So it has to be part of that. He feels it, he knows. He knows we know each other for a long time. And, of course, having a, an a special, a special ability and quality to, to do something that is difficult to find with the incredible runners that we have now, with the field in the central position with Julian, with Erling, with Mateus with uh, Oscar Bob, they have a guys who love to run and have a guy from behind that can provide these passes. Kevin is exceptional, he's unique. We're going to take a short ad break now. When we come back, we're going to continue to talk about the Huddersfield game with more on Kevin De Bruyne. Millions of people have lost weight with personalised plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves... Feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. 
With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Let Me Talk is sponsored by you, the listeners. The best way to support the podcast is by subscribing via Memberful. You can pay as little as £2 per month, which gives you early access to all our podcasts ad-free, and they're packed with even more content. That gives you even more minutes of us to fill up your week. Subscribing is really easy, and the longer episodes will integrate seamlessly with your podcast app of choice, be it Spotify or Apple. Head over to lmtpod.com for more information on signing up and links to all of our socials. So there's an awful lot to digest there, Sam. Let's work through. Yeah, I some like of how it. he calls him Oscar Bob, like he's never heard of him. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, it reminds me of uh, I saw someone suggest um, a chant to the tune of Baby Shark for Oscar Bob, um, but we'll uh, we'll yeah. I'll let everybody else do that on their own. Um, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, let, let's that, we're not the podcast for that. No, no, no. Let's work through then some of uh, what Guardiola said there. Um, starting with uh, right back from Friday, Sam. Um, just the the idea that um, as we we're talking about before, they like they're going to be careful with him. They're they're not just going to chuck him in now for an hour at Newcastle and then yeah, yeah. back to ninety minutes, ninety minutes, ninety minutes after that. Um, it, it, it's going to be very interesting, I think, to see how he's used in that respect. And we'll we'll talk about his position and and kind of how they can use him tactically a bit later on because we've got audio for that as well um but just purely on a basis of the this this great player is returning like how he can help us that sort of thing it's it, it's interesting how Guardiola views him isn't it what in terms of he can win your matches but not make you play better yeah um yeah uh, we talked about that after the Everton game because he said it then and then obviously he's so again we played like three different clips there put together or there was like four or five different answers but in his first one after the game on Sunday, it was basically the classic Guardiola. Here's everything that's in my head. <laughs> like it's all about De Bruyne, but it's three or four different things. Um, and yeah, it did. It did include that he helps you. He helps you win matches, but but not play better. But he actually said, didn't he? Did he, didn't he say it? He's not going to solve our problems, which mm. is exactly what I said during that Villa game. And obviously, the Villa game was an extreme example because it's not like City's problems this season. Or it's not like City's problems in that Villa game have been evident for any more than, you know, one or two games here and there. Um, but in terms of what I was talking about, a kind of lack of control and, you know, an inability to to control matches in the same way as last season, basically. De Bruyne is not going to help that. Look, if anything, actually... Possibly makes it he's worse. He's adding yet yeah. another quality vertical player to the equation, which is an interesting kind of conundrum to to consider really I'm, I don't think like he will make City better but like Guardiola says in a way that you know what I was kind of saying at, at Villa was and I might have said it on the podcast it's like papering over cracks isn't it and it's not like the cracks are massive and it's not like all De Bruyne's return is doing is that but you know what I mean you yeah, know it's yeah. not Gundogan coming back and what my question to Guardiola next time will be you know, you've said this about he, he can't make you play better, but he can help you win games. Like, how can you play better with the players you've got? Like, 
I'll, I'll try and find a way to, to be fair, I should probably just word it like that, but I'll have to try and find a way to to appease him in the asking. But I mean, as so again, we can we, we will talk about all of this, and to be honest, we'll probably talk about this for the for the rest of the season. There, there's like, so everything he was saying on Friday, and again, that he, he referenced again as an important thing on Sunday, there's only a small window for it to be relevant, but it is very relevant to think about it now and to consider it now because there's basically three th- so when he's talking about it's more important to have training sessions than minutes at the moment you know you you have four five six training sessions in a row and then you might play he said 90 minutes one game then 15 in another and then you have more training sessions and he said you know Newcastle he said this on Sunday Newcastle may be not ready to start but then after that you've got two weeks in Abu Dhabi and in Manchester to train properly and that's the most important thing it's like that's relevant to De Bruyne. So I can sit here and say, oh, don't get carried away just yet. Because look, by the end of the month, by this time next month, if all goes well, then he'll be back and fine. But for the next couple of weeks, I, th- I just think it's interesting to know because on the one hand, you know, just may- maybe he gets injured again and that's what they're trying to avoid. Or maybe he's tired after the training sessions, like they said about the Everton game, and they and they have to put back his recovery a bit more. You know what I mean? Maybe if yeah. he was going to play a bit against Newcastle, maybe he doesn't. So it's relevant for that. But I think, you know, in the way that I kind of like to be able to give explanations for why City and Guardiola do certain things, because it might not be just about De Bruyne's injury, but next time somebody's injured, or like, again, we talked about this already, but with, with Stones, you know, Stones came back against Villa, played the 90 minutes, and then he didn't play. He played 20 at Luton. So that's that, that's what Guardiola's saying right there, isn't it? 90 minutes one game, 15 minutes the next. It was 20 against Luton, but the yeah. point stands. Just because you're he... not ready to do 90 minutes, 90, just because you've done 90 minutes doesn't mean you're ready to do it again in three days, four days' time or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And, then, and then and then, he played against Red Star, 90 minutes, and then he, he basically didn't come on until injury time, did he? Against Crystal Palace. Mm. And then it's it's like so, and people say, why did he play against Red Star when you know Luton's more important game or Crystal Palace is more important game? And certainly, people were moaning more about Palace because they didn't win. But then you look at it and think, well, this is how it has to be with players, especially players they're being careful with. And every injury is going to be different, but players they're being careful with and players who have had longer term injuries. This is just how it has to be. You know, there is a reason for it. Guardiola's not going. You know what is the most important game that you should be ready for here? Red Star. It, it's and there's obviously an element of the game not being the most intense as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and look, obviously, look, there was obviously Villa, but I, I guess it was kind of hand was forced there by the fact that if Stones hadn't played, who the hell would have? Mm. Um, so there's that for De Bruyne. But again, like in two three weeks, if everything goes well, you won't really need to think about that too much. But it might be important in future for other players when we're thinking, why didn't he play there? He played at the weekend, and surely if he's ready for this, then he's ready for this. That's obviously not the case, is it? There's, there should now not be any, well, surely if he could play 90 minutes here, then he could do, because that's not how it is just with this injury, yeah. and surely with others. Um, but then the other thing is, let's just say, just for argument's sake, they're bad against Newcastle. And let's say they're 1-0 down at half-time, or 2-0 down, and everyone's like, oh, he's going to make change. And and it's a classic Guardiola, you know, not making any subs, and then uh, nothing's going on, and then maybe with 10 minutes to go, he's bringing on De Bruyne. You think, why didn't he bring him on sooner? And he's like, well, we know now. We already know. We already know. And look, maybe, it, hopefully, it won't ever come to that, and City will win easily and crack on. But if we're having a big inquest about what went wrong at Newcastle, and why didn't they bring on De Bruyne sooner, we already know. 
So I just find it really interesting now. But you don't have to ask questions later if you already know. And I I find that as interesting because, look, there's no point in saying, oh, well, there's no point in talking about De Bruyne and how he fits into the team and whether we can play with Foden because, because, look, he only needs to get through the next two, three weeks well and then we will be seeing that. But it's just interesting to note that approach to him, to other players and just to kind of understand how the next few weeks are going to go. And yeah, if he does, even if he plays 20 minutes against Newcastle, you know, maybe he does, maybe he doesn't start in the next FA Cup game. And, you know, the next FA Cup game could be against anyone. That could be Anfield. That, 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 that could be Maidstone United at home. That could, that could be anyone. But there might be a demand for, well, he should play this game because, well, he played against Newcastle and this, but that isn't necessarily the case. And I just find it interesting from a point of view. And again, you could hear from my question then, now what's the risks now? Because, like I said in the question, we know with just we just know from the experience of watching football and seeing players come back from knee injuries, they train and train and train, they come back, and then there's a muscle injury, and there's just that kind of never-ending kind of cycle of you, you get something else. And just another a fascinating part of Guardiola's answer on Friday was when he said De Bruyne is like you know he'd be really enthusiastic and yeah okay I'm ready I feel good I want to play. But he's like, you need to be careful with that. It's like the psychology of it, wanting to come back in straight away and hit the ground running. And it's like, well, actually, you need to be more careful and, and that kind of thing. Like just the, the the depth and the details of how these things are managed. Yeah. I just find fascinating. And I just it, thought it was in, important to highlight. It is an in, there is an interesting element to this as well. I mean, like, I mean, if you, have you ever pulled your hamstring, just a simple injury like that? Not one that's going to be like... No, I haven't. No, but I mean, it's, certainly not certainly not to that extent. But even I don't even think it's been one. You know, when you get cramp in your hamstring, that's yeah. a big old muscle to get cramp in. That, but no, I've not had a proper snap because probably not not never moved quick enough for it to happen. Well, not I mean, not even a snap because like like I've I, I've pulled my hamstring. I've never like I've never done anything worse than that. But I remember having done it, and then like the pain that I felt having done it was was like, it was really really quite intense. And then I couldn't walk for a, a you know week week and a half afterwards while it mm. was while it was healing. And then, like not being a, a proper, not being an athlete of any <laughs> of any sort, um, like I, I remember feeling really anxious and really tentative about when to start, like putting a little bit more weight on it, when to start running a little bit more, that sort of thing. And I can just, I can seriously imagine when you've had an injury as serious as as, as his has been, where he's needed surgery to, to to correct it, like standing on the touchline and jumping up and down just about to come on that there must be a part of your head where you're going i hope it i hope nothing happens here i hope nothing mm. goes yeah, yeah, yeah. because like you, you not only you have the sort of the anxiety around the the pain that you'd feel again for just like if, even if it's something as simple as as it being his standing foot when he's crossing a ball or something like that if it if it's if, if you're not 100 percent certain in it and I don't know how you can be until you've tried it. Do you know what I mean? Like, like if you, if you, if you, yeah, yeah. if you're not ready to well, go, it's not just hamstring, but it's anything. Yeah, yeah. It? Like, so I, I, I didn't play, I didn't play golf for a couple of months, like April, May, and it was that was like, helpful because like work was really busy with the end of the season. But I was, I thought it was like a back injury. Well, it was a back injury, and I, and it was quite painful. But then I was like. I had a scan on it, and it was a cracked rib, and I was like, "Thank fuck for that," because that'll heal. But if it was a muscle thing, you're just never sure. I'd, right? Yeah, I'd have it in my head like if I if I hit this well or bad, more likely badly, or do like do anything along that that could re reoccur. So I was happy when it was like a bone thing because that would just heal up. Um, so yeah, I, I know exactly what you mean. And then again, De Bruyne did he he did talk. By the time most people listen to this, it'll be out. But can't really go into it anyway. But it's midday UK time on Monday. He talks about it a bit more, not in 
any major detail, but he does give off that vibe of... It, it wasn't like he was just happy to get through the game without anything happening, but... It's always in would, the back of his mind. Yeah, yeah you, you would definitely be be worried about that. And again, that's obviously how we were feeling that he would feel. You know, when he when he came on with more than 30 minutes to go, I was like, bloody hell, this might be enough. But again, they they obviously know what they're doing. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure I'm sure he had I'm sure he had those concerns. But you you can tell by looking at him and not just the hair, like he he does yeah, he, he is he has approached this injury differently, you know, he is a bit a bit leaner. He has done different work fitness wise. He is looking after himself in a slightly different way. Um and again, even just that, you know, you know it's important. You know it's at a, a fairly late stage of your career. Um even just the kind of worst case scenario thinking, not just like it was a bad injury, but you know how much he's put into it. You would be thinking, oh, I, hope, I hope nothing oh, goes and goes. But yeah. again, he, he kind of talks about it. Pep mentioned that Everton, didn't he, how he was exhausted from training. And then, you know, in these quotes, he says that that's not been the case recently. So you can see he is kind of progressing well with it. Um, I mean, he, he was shite in the game, wasn't he? <laughs> no, I mean, he wasn't. But like, when he, obviously he got the assist. But when you do actually think about it, like a lot of the things he would try and didn't happen. And it was fine. Like it, it's 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 fine. It was the game to try things, especially at, at that point. And like he's normally rusty when he comes back anyway. He he was allowing for the opposition. He looked better than he than he has done in a lot of games when he's come back from lesser injuries. Um, but yeah, I mean, the more the more the game went on, the more it was like like not not all of these passes are reaching the target. Yeah, which was quite amazing. I, I would like to disassociate myself from my colleagues' uh, comments and uh, yeah, this just... this is like when <laughs> this is like this is like when Aguero had his last game at the Etihad and scored twice against Everton. And it was genuinely amazing. And then I wrote about all the behind the scenes stuff with Guardiola, and everyone hated it. It's almost <laughs> fucking true. Right? Anyway, um, but yeah, I was like, this it would not be a popular opinion to say that De Bruyne has not done because oh, obviously he did. Like the, the assist was good and allowing for the injury, it's fine, but. And maybe I'm wrong, but maybe on Monday morning, once Y Scout have have got everything together and clipped everything up individually, maybe I'll have a look just to see exactly what was executed well and what wasn't. But again, it doesn't matter because in the context of the recovery, it's a great, it's it a great matter. afternoon. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. But, yeah, it's quite funny. Like if, if you were if you were being like a really narrow-minded kind of well, was this good or was this not? Missing the wider context of things like on Twitter, which like a lot of dickheads do. You could be, you could make like a really bad compilation, I reckon. Anyway, <laughs> that is the end of this free version of Let Me Talk. If you are a member, though, you do get the full-length episodes. Go to lmtpod.com if you want to sign up for them. They're ad-free. And Sam, what is for members in this one? Yeah, the dream partnership that everybody's hoping to see of De Bruyne and Foden and all the ins and outs of that. Um, that. <laughs> This is a bit harsh on him. The not-so-dream partnership of Matthias Nunes' involvement in that particular midfield, but, <laughs> but what he brings, um, and yeah, whether he's ever going to add numbers. And the general wrap-up of Young Players Academy, opportunities, all that good stuff. Listen on, enjoy it. Thank you very much. That's all for members. Those ad-free episodes are longer and they're out earlier. You can find out more on lmtpod.com. If you want to send us an email, it's hello at lmtpod.com. We're also on Twitter, Instagram and TikTok, so just search for lmtpod on there. Thank you very much for listening. We will see you next time. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.